Hey everyone, welcome to a new series that we are launching on the podcast here. I do not have a name for it yet, but what I have is three other amazing professional women uh, with me. It'll be normally be a series of about four or five of us here, and we are just going to come to you guys and chat triathlon, life, racing, mindset, any topics that are kind of in there. I'm really excited for it because it's kind of a really fun opportunity for me. Um, to actually just sit down and have a chat with some other women in the sport because I don't get to do that very often and it's a lot of fun. And yeah, we're just bringing this to you guys to about every two weeks or so in the month. We'll sit down and share our journey throughout the 2024 season because it's going to be a really exciting 2024 season for almost everybody. And yeah, we're just going to chat triathlon. So today we're going to introduce ourselves and kind of talk maybe a little bit about our goals for the year. And yeah, if anybody listening to this has any ideas on what this series should be called, as of right now, the only thing I can come up with is try talk series with mid pack pros. <laughs> as you can see, it is not brilliant. <laughs> um, uh, Sarah was saying that we may have to use chat GPT because none of us can come up with anything. So if there's any listeners that have a brilliant idea, please, you can comment actually in Spotify. You can comment below. You can comment and leave it for us and let us know what maybe we should call this series. So for right now, we're just going to have it called the Tri-Series, and this is episode one. And I am going to turn it over to Sarah, who is going to get started giving us a little introduction about herself and maybe three to four things that she wants all your listeners to know. So. Sarah, go ahead. You get to you get to start today. Pinsky, I'm super excited to be a part of this podcast and share with you guys a little bit about our training and the day to day life of a of a pro and what uh what's life's kind of like in that aspect. Um, anyhow, um, a little bit about myself. Um, I started my triathlon journey in 2011, I believe, and I did my first Ironman in 2012. Um, I was not fast at all. I I don't even remember what I finished in, but it it doesn't matter. I fell in love with the sport. Um, and I coached myself for a couple years. Um. I decided my goal was to make it to Kona, um, so I hired a coach, and in the process of trying to qualify for Kona, I qualified for my pro card, um, so I took my pro card, and uh, so I did make it to Kona, I raced in Kona as age group, um, then I took my pro card in 2019 was my first year, um, and so I've been racing as a pro for, this will be my sixth season. Um, and I did not start young. So I took my card at 38 years old. So I just want to give it, uh, <laughs> put it out there that it's never, you're never too old to do something new or to challenge yourself. Um, and I'm that. still trying to keep up with all the young people. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so it's, it's fun and it's challenging. And uh, I did not come from a background of swim, bike, or run at all. Um, I was a gymnast and a pole vaulter, so all three sports were new to me. And every day, it is still hard and it is still challenging, um, to say the least. So um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think everyone knows who, who knows me, knows I love cats. Um, so that's my favorite animal. Um, your, kit, had, your kit has cats on it, right? Like even your yes, kit has cats. Kit has yeah, cats on it. Um, I've got two cats. One's a tuxedo and one's a great tabby. And 
Yeah, I'm like crazy about cats. If I see them on a run, I squeal and I'm like, oh my God, my little kitty. And I stop, I stop my run, I stop my watch, I pet them. So, whole nine yards. So, um, other than that, we'll, we'll leave it there for now and uh, we'll pass it over to uh, Elizabeth. So, oh boy. Um, hi, I'm Elizabeth Heinbach. Um, I just finished, I guess, my first year as a pro. Um, I do come from a swim and run background. Um, I ran and swam in high school, and then I swam at a D3 college. Um, and I got into triathlon, I guess. I was a part of my triathlon club in college, but we didn't really do a whole lot of training. So I did some sprint and Olympic distance races then, kind of just got some experience. Um, and then I did my first half Ironman in 2019. I was not coached. And like Sarah, I was not very fast. <laughs> um, I think I did 70.3 Ohio and I was a little over six hours. Um, but in 2020, I got connected with my coach and trained through the pandemic. Um, and then in 2021, I did my second half Ironman uh, 70.3 Eagleman, and I finished second female and dropped, I think, about an, a little over an hour and a half. So made a lot wow. of wow. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing what having a coach can do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and then in 2022, I qualified for my pro card. Um, so I took it at the end of 2022 and then last year was my first year as a pro. And where guess, did you qualify for it? Uh, I went back to Eagleman in 2022. Okay. Yeah. So, so I qualified for mine in 2022 too. And so I was wondering where you did yours at. So cool. Where did you get yours? Uh, Texas and Chattanooga. Okay. Nice. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I'm trying to think. I guess things outside of triathlon. So I live in Cincinnati, Ohio um, with my fiance who also does triathlon, but then we have two cats and two dogs. So can't really. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that's it. One of these days you'll have to tell us, cause I know just following you that you just got done like with a whole bunch of testing. Um, yeah. And I think you're probably one of the only ones in this group that has done a lot of that testing. And so, um, yeah, actually, why don't you just really quick, give us a rundown on what that's been like the last like week or so, two weeks well, or so. Anyways. This is a good topic probably to come back to because I, so I don't know the results of it yet. Um, but oh, maybe, cool. the last weekend, my coach flew in an exercise physiologist. Um, and so we did a couple different tests. We did like a bike limiter test and then a run limiter test where you were essentially like ramping up. And you had one of those like VO2 masks on and you were going up until failure. Um, and then on Sunday we did, it's called a durability test. And it was like three minutes on the bike, all out on the trainer with the same mask and everything on. And we were using like a VO2 mask. Um, we were using Moxie monitors, which monitor like mm-hmm. your muscle oxygen. And then like core body temp monitors. Um, but the durability test, so that was three minutes all out. And then it was like two hours at like Ironman-ish watts. And then another Ooh. three minutes all out at the end okay that sounds miserable yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it's a it's a good test I guess to tell you I think what kind of your limiters are and what you need to work on so I think once we get the results we'll be able to incorporate that into our training so yeah that'll be cool okay we'll have to go back to that topic once you get results and see what that's like because that's good. I find testing super fascinating I just have never done much I've done some lactate testing and then my own like FTP testing and field testing kind of, but no like actual testing. So I find it very fascinating. Anyways, 
Um, yeah. All right. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> I think that's it. So I guess we can go ahead and pass it on to Carolyn. Oh my God. My cat started. She's meowing so loud. Okay. Um, hold For on. anybody Here that's up. listening, this is going to become the cat series because cat everybody series. has cats except for me, Kayla. <laughs> you have to get a cat now. Um, so yes, I'm Carolyn. Um, I come from a swimming background. That's actually how I know Elizabeth. I've known Elizabeth for a really long time um, from our swimming days. Yep. Uh, I swam for um, a division one college in Ohio called Miami University. And then I got into triathlon in 2016. Also self-coached for a while. Um, I think I did my first half was also in 2016. Then my first full was in 2018. And then I got my pro card also in 2022 at the LA triathlon, which is an Olympic distance um, in LA. But then um, I think they stopped doing it, which really sucks. But anyway, um, so yeah, I'm from Cincinnati also originally, and then moved to LA about five, almost five years ago. Um, and then outside of swimming, also really love, or outside of triathlon, uh, also really love cats. Um, <laughs> very passionate about cats. I also enjoy just like outdoor activities, hiking, camping, backpacking. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. And you just recently got a new bike. Oh yes. Oh my gosh. I just got a new bike on Wednesday, a Canyon ultimate. So it's very exciting. <laughs> His name's Carl. Did you get to, did you get to ride it this weekend? Yeah, I got to ride. So I, okay. I got the bike delivered at 1030. My mechanic built it by one on Wednesday. So I rode it Wednesday and then I rode, I did a four hour ride on it yesterday, which I was a little scared about. Cause you know, like when you just get a bike, it's always like yeah. a little weird, but it was good. It was like, everything felt good. I still need to get a bike fit, but all, all good. 10 out of nice. 10. <laughs> New bikes are fun. I have come to the determination that I think we all probably agree that bikes should be like N plus one. You yeah. never can have enough of them. That's so true. <laughs> we just, uh, we just might need a little bit more storage, or at least See, I, I live, uh, yeah, I live in a small house in D.C. with no basement and no garage. Oh, goodness, yeah. You would need you just start <laughs> hanging them on your ceiling, like from your ceiling. That's a good idea. Like the, yeah. the bike shops. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. like, are you keeping your old bike? It's like always good to have a backup in case it like rains or something. And I'm like, I literally, I live in like a 700 square feet apartment. I'm not, I got to sell the bike. There's no room, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. I know. I had to sell mine in order to pay for mine. So I had to sell two yeah, bikes and too. I was really sad. I had to get rid of my gravel bike. No. Yeah. No. I know. Sad days. <laughs> But it was one of those where it was like, okay, I don't actually have time to ride my gravel bike very often because of the way my life like lives. It's like, okay, one of these days I'll just buy a new one and it'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, most people who listen to this probably know who I am, but I'm going to give myself a really fast introduction. I'm Kayla Bowker. I am a mom of two little boys, uh, four and two and a half. I started triathlon in 2013, I think. Yep, 2013. Um, and got in, kind of did the whole like Olymp sprint Olymp or Olympic distance and went to nationals and then got into um, 70.3s and Ironmans fairly quickly and kind of just you know, went from there. Um, I got my pro card after having two kids, which is a little bit backwards. So most people, yes, there's t lots of pros now that have children, but 
usually what they do is they go the pro route. They do it for, they get established, they do it for a couple of years and then they have children. I went the complete opposite. I had kids and then got my pro card and I'm trying to establish myself. So it's been a very interesting journey um, to say the least. Um, I rate, Last year was my first full year as a pro. Um, I am a triathlon coach. I've been coaching for almost 10 years now and um, I live in Arizona. And so that's kind of my quick down and dirty about me. Um, that for those of you that maybe are maybe new to the series or new to the world and don't know who I am. Um, awesome. Okay. I want to know what everybody's, if they have race plans, let's chat racing for the year. Um, and what are your, uh, let's say if we have any goals or the first couple races that we've got coming up and just, yeah, kind of share a little bit about that and we'll go from there. And we're going to go the opposite direction. We're going to start with Elizabeth. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So I'm starting. I'm going to shake things up every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'll be curious if anyone else is doing this one, but I'm starting at Oceanside, like the classic. <laughs> oh, Thanks. fun. I'm so excited to you know you're going. Yeah. And that'll actually be my first race in about eight months because I Ooh. fractured my shoulder last year in a bike crash. Oh, no. Yeah. So very excited to at least be getting back to it. Um, oh, no. So you missed a whole port, large portion of your first year then i did i actually missed about half of it yeah so oh, I crashed that's in the end of august so i had done three races and i had three more on my schedule oh no was it yeah. did you you broke your like scapula or um, collarbone oh. was, yeah so it was in like the head of my shoulder and then i had a small tear in my rotator cuff too but oh, luckily nothing that required surgery it all just it took about three months i think for the fracture to heal so Oh, sorry yeah. to hear that. Thanks. So yeah, I'm in a very different, I think, position entering the year. Um, but I think at least now I can focus on just getting back to racing happy and healthy. And in some ways, it kind of feels like it is my first year because I really only had a couple races last year. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So just starting so, with Oceanside or do you have any plans yeah. after that? Um, Oceanside and then Chattanooga, just because I can drive to it. It's so close. Nice. I wouldn't usually pick a downriver swim, but <laughs> I would. Yeah. Sarah and I raise our hands here. We're split. <laughs> I love me a downriver swim because it's the only way I can stay in like semi contact. <laughs> can we make it wetsuit legal for once? Yes. No. Always wetsuit legal. No, my issue is I get so cold. Like, oh yeah, it's yeah. not even the wet, like the wetsuit piece. Like, I just get really, really cold when, like, even or I did Oregon seventy point three, and it was what not wetsuit legal, and just the five minutes that you were in the water waiting for the gun to go off, I started like shivering and shaking. I was like, it's so fr- I'm so cold right now. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. And then you're probably not working hard during the swim, so you don't warm up at all. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So next thing you know, it takes like mild, like 25 on the bike before you're like, okay, my, my core temperature is now at a place where I can actually function. <laughs> um, any big goals that you want to talk about for the year, Elizabeth? Not really. I just, yeah, okay. want to get back to racing. Yay. Oceanside will be fun. Have you done Oceanside before? I did. Yeah. So that was my okay. second pro race last year. Um, okay. Yeah. But I had oh. so quite the first pro year going into Oceanside. I didn't 
I didn't get to run much until about three weeks before. Um, cause of, so I did Indian Wells was my pro debut at the end of, so that was early December of 22. And then like a week and a half after that, my right foot totally swelled up with like no cause. And so it took about three months of like doctor's appointments and x-rays and MRIs and wearing a boot and all that. And then I ended up getting diagnosed with lymphedema in my right foot. Oh, weird. Yeah. So that, so it, I can run on it obviously now, but we didn't, at the time we thought that it was some type of an injury. Um, so I showed up to Oceanside with about three weeks of running under my belt. <laughs> Oof, that's always rough. Yeah. Yeah. So at least this year I'll have run training. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a plus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And Caroline, you're also doing Oceanside. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm starting. So to you get to go next then. What? You get to go next. Yeah. So also doing Oceanside. It's like, I love Oceanside so much. And then I'm doing a month after that. I'm doing um, St. George, which I've never done before. So that'll be Ooh, fun. I just also race. picked it because it's driving distance from LA. But I've heard like mm-hmm. a mixed review. Everyone, like half the people are like, it's so bad. And half the people are like, it's amazing. And I know weather's awesome. Be- yeah, that's it. I'm I'm leaning towards awesome. So, and yeah. it's like Utah, Zion's right there. I could go hiking after. It'll be great. Um, mm-hmm. And then one month after that, I'm doing, I think, Escape from Alcatraz. And that, I'm also never done that but i know that's like a very swim heavy one so i'm really excited for that um and i don't really know other than that because it's kind of weird with the now i'm getting married in september and then my honeymoon's in november so it's kind of like this weird like i don't know maybe a race in august if i can find one uh and then i was like oh maybe indian wells but it's not that'll be like three weeks after you get back from the honeymoon like that's i don't want to try my honeymoon you know so yeah (sighs) no I don't want to think about that. So oh, that's kind of a yeah. fun schedule. I like it. I know. I was thinking too, like maybe a marathon in October, and then maybe um, Ma- uh, Mammoth Grand Fondo is really fun. So that's in September. So like, they run a couple bike races, and yeah, mm-hmm. just you'll like St. George it- because you do a lot of climbing as it is where you're at. I do like climbing, just from what I yeah. see. And yeah, it's the bike is not as hard as people say it is. I don't know if any of you else have done St. George. Yeah. I agree. I, I, like, I was so intimidated of Snow Canyon the first year. Like, I was terrified. Yeah. And it's okay. hard, but it's not that bad. Should I do – should I use my road bike or my TT bike? No. TT bike. TT bike. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes when you get – Because like, the rest of it is actually like, – yeah, the act- it's really fast, actually, until you hit Snow okay. Canyon. Okay. And then there's this really long, like, fast descent out of Snow Canyon. Okay. Got it. Um, but everything else into before Snow Canyon is very rolly. And so mm-hmm. it's very fast. Um, like that. Yeah. Love it. So it's actually a good, probably a good course for you because the swim is a cold water lake swim. Love it. And then the bike oh. is a little bit challenging. Yeah. So, you know, right. Those are two of your strengths. Boom. I'm excited. Yeah. Everyone, like I said, I think, I think it's just the hilly bike that everyone like freaks out about. So. Yeah. It's so beautiful though too. Like at the taking yeah. the rocks in while you're riding your bike, like it, yeah, it's just stunning. Okay, I've I'm caught so myself when I do that race, like not focusing because I'm looking. <laughs> I have totally caught myself being like, "It's so pretty." <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you need to focus, Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna happen to me. <laughs> yeah. 
Sarah, yeah, I have, where, I have where no you started. input on that race, but I did go hiking there, and it's really beautiful. I, I was happy I wasn't racing, and I was hiking. <laughs> <laughs> but oh are you starting goodness. at Texas? Are you starting at Texas again this yeah, year? Yeah, I'm going to start my tri-season at Texas. I actually have a marathon coming up in, I think, three weeks. Um, okay, then, that makes and- sense why you're running so much then. Yeah, so right now I'm focusing a lot on the run, um, and then we'll shift focus after the marathon, um, and then Texas will be my first uh, try this season. After Texas, I I don't know if I want to try to shove a 70.3 in there. I'm, like, undecided if I want to try to do White Lake, which is, like, more of a local driving distance uh, try to me or Chattanooga. Um, but really after Texas, um, I'm planning on Ironman Hamburg. Um, Ooh, cool. Oh. And then after that, I, I don't know. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see how things are, what I, what I want to do. Um, I love the Ironman distance. So, I mean, I'm kind of looking at Lake Placid. I feel like that I do that race so often though. I'd love to try something else. Um, but I'm really excited for Ironman Hamburg. I, I've only done one other international race, so, um, it'll be fun and exciting. And then we can do a vacation afterwards. So, um, those are all on the, those are all on the pro series. Are you have any like ambitions with the pro series at all, or just kind of winging it? (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. I have no ambition. (laughs) Um, they just happen to work with my schedule and look like interesting races. Um, but yeah, there is yeah. uh, no rhyme to reason besides uh, I like Ironman Texas, and then I just wanna I just wanna try a new race. So yeah, yeah. I always come back to Ironman Texas for some reason. It it's just there's something about it. It's really fun. Yeah, I even think, though the I think bike's kind of boring. The course is great. I yes. love the run course. It's uh, yeah, I like the Hippie Hollow. The chair section's good, so it's it's a good race. I mean, the bike's a little boring, but. Yeah. You can't please, you can't have it all, you know, figured out, I guess. Um, Fun. Well, I'll see you at Ironman Texas then. Because I'm headed there too. Um, And then I'm starting the season at Campeche 70.3, which is kind of exciting because it's going to be an adventure. I have never been to that part of Mexico. And um, yeah. I think it should be a lot of fun. Um, what is that? It's a, it's March, mid-March. It's like March 17th. Oh, soon. Yeah. And it's a, it's a sunset, they call it a sunset race. So it starts at 1 p.m. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Which is like mixture, the hottest part of the day. <laughs> but also kind of cool because the sun, like, I think the sun starts to set like four, five-ish. So kind of like. You know, maybe right in the smack, like right in the portion you potentially would be finishing. Um, so it's so interesting. Yeah, I feel like I didn't. It'd even, be really hard. Like, what do you eat before? I don't know. Like, I just like I know what I eat for breakfast, but it's like, do I eat lunch too? Yeah. Well, and then it's like, do you warm up? Like, do you do a swim in the morning, yeah. maybe, or like an easy run to like loosen things up? I am not really sure what I'm going to do for that because it's also super hot there right so do you want to you don't want to really want to risk like overheating early in the day and then have to be ready to race so it'll be an interesting like learning experience on 
racing kind of mid midday. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of my only option to be able to race before. Well, not my own. I could have raced Oceanside, but Oceanside did not go well last year. And it was, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I just had a hard time getting myself excited to go back. (laughs) I I hear you had the Oceanside up front. I, I'm so, the swim scared me so bad. Um, I like, I don't know if I can do it again. I'm a little traumatized from the swim too because it was so cold. I got so disoriented because I was so cold. For those of you, you two did it last year, right? When you finished in the harbor, like it, you had like, you had to like swim. They had like the Roca big buoys that kind of like created the gate that you had to swim into, right? You kind of had to go like out and then into the thing. Well, I swam directly into them, into the the big wall buoy (laughs) because I was so disoriented. I had no clue where I was supposed to be going. So I ran into that, and then I had to go around it, and <laughs> that's I was like, wow. like I've never yes. had one yeah. where I'm so in my eyes. You couldn't see a thing. No, you can tell some things were like orange or red. I feel like you had to have it like right in front of you. Yeah, right. and like, I was like last in the swim, so I had no <laughs> all my own, and oh, I got maybe, out of the water. Maybe you were last because I wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, no, you you're better swimmer than I am. You got out of the water before me at Tremblant, so or wherever that was this year that we raced together. I forget where we raced together. We're usually together on this swim. Pretty close, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think you were like thirty seconds ahead of me, but oh, um, so still still ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a little bit of Elizabeth and Carolyn's swim abilities. <laughs> you just have to start when you're really young. <laughs> yeah, yes. so just go back in time. When you're like five years old. Start over. <laughs> Start all over. I know that's something my I keep wanting. To, like I have starting my kids in swimming already, and I want to start them in swim team. My husband's like, no, 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 we don't want to go into swim team. And I said, no, just let them at least get in it to like start. Because yeah. later down the line, if they want to do anything like triathlon, they're going to be glad they at least had some sort of swim team background. Right. Like yeah. know how it works. <laughs> yeah. Know the form. Mm-hmm. Plus, we live in Arizona. I feel like it's like you have to do some team. I don't know. I could be wrong on that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that's kind of fun. I think everybody's got fun, exciting races coming up. Um, so, um, uh, with so because obviously the big news out in triathlon right now is the T100 series with the PTO. Um, What's everybody's thoughts on it? I want to. I'm interested to hear what other people think about the whole series. Are we excited? Do we like it? Those of us that can't get into it, <laughs> what do we think? <laughs> Anybody got fun ideas on it? Yeah, I. I'll be honest. I don't have much of an opinion because it doesn't really include all the pros. We don't have the option or. Uh, a lot of pros don't have the option to join. Um, and so it's kind of like, yay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I kind of feel about it too. It's, it's, it's cool, but it seems very, so exclusive. Yeah. That I just don't like, and I think that'll, maybe that'll bring, great stuff to the sport but 
when it's that exclusive, it doesn't like showcase the whole, I don't know, I feel like it's just not going to showcase the whole sport and the people like ourselves that maybe we all have full-time, we have, a lot of us have full-time jobs and we still, we work our asses off to compete to what we can. And so I don't know, I have like mixed feelings about it, which I don't know if I think maybe that's just me being, well, I can't get in. So I don't know, but I think you bring up a good point though. Like, I think we didn't really touch on, I think in introducing ourselves, I think we all have jobs outside of triathlon. And I think sometimes when people are newer to triathlon, they just hear that someone's a pro and they assume that that's their full-time job and that's what they do. But I think you have this whole kind of split almost of you do have pros that do it where it's your full-time job, but then you also have, you know, people like us that came up as age groupers and qualified and you're not really making a living doing it, but you're enjoying competing like at that professional level. Yeah. Yeah. And it just would be nice to bring more awareness to that. Like that's one of the reasons I want this, like to do this because I think there's, there's amazing people, amazing athletes out there that are not in the top 15. And, you know, everybody deserves an opportunity to shine in some light. And everybody has a different story. Yeah. And I think everybody's stories are really cool if we're given the opportunity to share them. Yeah. Um, so... Are you, Elizabeth, are you focusing on the Ironman Pro Series at all or just racing and exploring? Just racing and exploring because I I don't really do fulls. I've done two. Um, I did not do great at them. Um, I don't think that's just, it's not really my thing right now. Um, I really love the 70.3 distance and I do the work. um, I guess technically part-time. I work 30 hours a week as a mechanical engineer. Um, Oh, cool. And I just feel like... I'm more suited right now to be like competitive and like the 70.3 distance, especially balancing that training with work. So, so yeah. I don't think, cause I think the pro series you have to do is it two or three fulls to. Yeah. If you point. really look at the way the points work, minimum two, really probably three. Yeah. That's where Sarah, you actually are in a good space. The, all those ones are on the pro series. And one of the cool things with the pro series is that it's, you get points based off of how far back, like, so if you just work really hard at being like the best version of yourself in that space, like it's not necessarily if you come in first, second, third, or fourth kind of thing, like there's bonuses based, not, not bonuses, but like you can get a lot of points. You can get points if you just perform really well and try to be as close as you can to the front. I'll be honest. I haven't looked into it at all. I'm just picking races that look fun and interesting. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is probably a better way to go about it <laughs> yeah my, my my goal is always to try to you know stay positive and be in make it through the season healthy and still enjoying and being passionate about, about the sport so yeah i love that what would be everybody's bucket list race i don't know why i just thought of this but you're going to hamburg would potentially going to hamburg which is really cool so does everybody have a bucket list race that they want to do hmm. I would love to race internationally at some point, just because I have that. <laughs> yeah. So I would recommend. I've already raced it, but Ironman Austria is literally awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I've heard good it. things. 
I would love to do one in Australia. But that would just yes. be like getting there. That's such a long flight and like you're real thrown off with the you'd have to get there like a month ahead just to get adjusted to the time difference. <laughs> yeah. It'd be so cool though. I know. Well they have seventy point three worlds is in Spain it's next Ireland, year. Right? Oh, it's in Spain. Yeah. Right. I've always wanted to kind of race in Spain. I don't know why, but it just seems cool. Though I've heard that heard that the coffee is terrible in Spain. So if you're a big coffee person, then it's not a great place to go. That surprises <laughs> me. Yeah. I know. You would think it would be delicious, but <laughs> apparently it's not. But that's just what I hear from – I listen to like a million different like triathlon and cycling podcasts of people that, you know, travel all over the place. And everybody complains about the coffee in Spain for some reason. Well, I guess you can't do the race there then. <laughs> or you have to bring your own coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bring my own coffee. But I'm a pathetic coffee drinker anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like, so, end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think internationally it would just be cool. I have yet to, besides racing in Mexico, I've raced in Mexico and I've raced in Canada. So, technically, <laughs> technically they're international races, but they're not across the pond off the continent (laughs) yeah but i would say racing in mexico is a lot of fun if you ever get a chance to race in mexico but you got to be prepared for a little bit of chaos because they're very laid back and so it can be a little bit chaotic so what race have you done or is it races uh i've raced cabo twice now um and love it it's really fun just I love the race. Um, the bike is actually kind of challenging. It's a lot more hilly than you anticipate. Um, and then the run is just, they, they get so into it. They're so into it. They're so supportive. Um, or at least I think they are, the people there. And the community is just so welcoming. Um, but it is definitely a little bit chaotic. Like, there were no lights in transition. It was dark. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, we had We were, like, all using our phones. <laughs> And the morning of, we found out that we were basically going to go off-roading, like legitimate off-roading. You had to go through this wash and underneath underneath the interstate or underneath the highway, and they didn't build the ramp out because they decided that last year the ramp was too dangerous. I tell you, I I semi-agree. But we found out that morning. Like, they didn't even tell us in the pro briefing anything. It was just that morning, oh, by the way, you know, you're going to go gravel riding and you got to go underneath this into this tunnel that we'll put some carpet over, but it's like washboard cobblestones and oh my god, what a pride. <laughs> I hate any luckily form if you've gotten like a flat, dirt. yeah. If you got in a flat, you would have been you're like 400 yards from the T2, so oh, okay. you could have made it in. That's what they that's literally what they said. They're like, you're 400 yards from T2, so if you get a flat, just walk it on in and you'll be okay. Oh <laughs> but he god. was like, okay. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually flatted there, you know? I don't think anybody in the pro field did. That's um, good. But maybe some in the age group field. Um, <laughs> so, but um, how has everybody's training been for the first part of the year so far? Good? Exciting? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything Can't- notable anybody wants to share? Can't complain too much. Uh, I mean, I had a terrible day today, but um, otherwise, it's been going well. Because <laughs> <So. laughs> you're focusing on the marathon right now. So 
how are things looking? How's it different from you? Like normally, are you still swimming and biking or only yeah, running? So I'm, I'm still swimming and biking. Um, my bike volume's lower than it would normally be, and my run volume is higher. And my swim is I'm still swimming five days a week. So um, okay. normally I might swim six days a week. Um, I don't even know. Sometimes I wonder why I swim so much. But any, any, <laughs> yeah, the run volume is just a little bit higher. Um, uh, but other yeah. than that, it's, it's pretty much the same. Nice. Caroline, how's your first part of your training been this year? Pretty chill, honestly. Because you're um, semi with a new coach still-ish. Yeah, new-ish. so I hired him in like mid-September and he's just so great. Um but yeah, I mean, yeah, so I guess this is like, I kind of feel like I'm in like the full swing of things with him now. Um, but he's, I've noticed like what I did for Indian Wells, like volume wise, I felt like it was pretty like consistent every week, kind of like, you know, long run was this long, like this, whatever. And then and, like, he's picked it up though. Like he's got <laughs> me running a lot. Like my long runs are longer, like not that much longer, but kind of longer. And then uh, my like long rides on Saturdays, are, like an hour longer. I'm like, okay, yeah. but it's good. You know, I need to, you know, I do need to run more as we, as we know. So, but it's good. So you're doing a little bit more volume <laughs> than normal. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, I mean, like five miles more per week, probably like my, like in running, running wise. But, um, one of my good friends, who's like a pro cyclist just ran her first half marathon. It was the Rose Bowl half marathon, which is like, I just, I literally ran to the start, you know, it's like very local and we have the same coach um, and she's never ran a half before. And so I like paced her and she was like, I want to run under two hours. And then a week later, she's like, no, actually, or like right before the race, she's like, I want to run under 150. And I was like, let's go like bet. And so I was like, I don't like, it felt, and then we ended up running a 144, which felt really good. Cause like, I, I she was kind of dying. Cause it was like, you know, she was, She's never ran a half marathon before. That's so fast for the first half. But yeah. it was like, man, like I just ran a 144 and I was like cheering and like filming and stuff. And I was like, man, like I just ran a 144 comfortably, uh, you know, maybe two years yeah. ago. I don't think I could have done that. So some progress there. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole celebrate the small things kind of thing. Progress. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And right, the whole... in a very cute outfit. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes, my my new custom zoot gear. Um, doesn't have cats on it, but I'm a I'm a big fan. <laughs> it is pretty. It is bright. I like. They're it. gonna sell it. They're launching a um. Oh, fun! I guess I can say it now. I kind of like tease it on Instagram, but they're gonna launch a collection. I think soon, so everyone can buy it. So if you guys Ooh, that's want. exciting! Oh, cool. Are they calling it the Caroline Collection? I. You know what? I actually don't know if there's a name, but they should. Yeah. <laughs> the they should. It's your well, kit. It's my kit. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to – I'm so excited for that. I hope – I hope. I think people will buy it. It's fun. Well, Sarah, you're with Zoot too, right? Uh, yeah, no. I, I am. Um, I think the cats is like a little uh, – not everyone uh, may like the cats, so <laughs> I, I love all I would- so, so I guess that's all that matters. If I like my kit, perfect. They make I would buy I look down, I'm like, I'm having a bad day. Look down, I see my cat. I'm like, ah, oh, it's got better. I'm going to crap so. out of your kit, Sarah. If they launched a Sarah collection, I would buy every piece. 
with all the cats on it. Yeah, they could call it the kitty collection. The kitty collection. Like collection with a K. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Eagleman in 22. My mom loved your kit. Aw, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, actually, Sarah, I think it was like maybe 21, 21. I don't remember. One of the ocean sides. And I like saw you on the bike. And I don't think I like knew you, like followed you on Instagram or anything yet. And I saw your kit and I was like, who is this girl? <laughs> I was like, I love her so much. And then I found you on Instagram later and I was like, this is, am- she's amazing. Paula, <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks guys. Uh, I'm glad you guys like the cats too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, how's training going for you this year so far? Um, It's good. Yeah, I... Kind of, so I spent obviously the second half of last year recovering from everything. And then after about three months, I was able to get back into swimming, biking, and running. Um, so kind of just been base building and getting some fitness back since then. And then I think this week is the first week of real intensity now that we're about two months out from Oceanside. So I'm looking forward to actually getting back to that. So that's, that's the type of training I really enjoy. So, yeah. yeah. How has it been like kind of mentally coming back? Cause that's a, you know, Right, you said you kind of got in, not injured, but you had something going on before Oceanside that you were like unsure of, and then finished yeah. out the second half of your year injured, and now you know moving into a completely new year. Like, yeah, mentally, what's that been like coming back from that? Honestly, very tough. Yeah, because yeah. I so the whole thing with my foot, um, you know, I put a lot of work I think into coming back, and I thought. You know, I finally got back to good fitness. I did 70.3 Maine at the end of July. And I finally felt like I'd kind of gotten back to, like, feeling good again. Like, I felt like myself. And so I was honestly really stoked for the second half of the season. Um, And then it was, like, three weeks later that the crash happened. So that was really tough. Um, Yeah. But, I mean, at least I think I could also look back and say, like, I already came back from not running for several months. You know, and it took a little while, but I came back and I felt like myself again. And so then it's kind of buckling down and just having to, you know, recover and do the PT and kind of get back to things. But, um, yeah, it's been, it's been good. I think running and biking feel pretty normal again. Swimming is still getting there. I'm still having some shoulder pain that seems to just be taking a while to go away. So mm-hmm. kind of just trying to trust the process and yeah. Yeah, I feel you on the shoulder. I fell last May and subluxed my shoulder. Like almost thought I dislocated it. Ugh. And I'm still having issues with it. And we're almost, I mean, it's February. Um Yeah. Yeah, and, I've been really surprised yeah. how long it's taken. Yeah. It's like yeah. it just kind of doesn't quite Yeah. quite go away. Like it gets close. We're close. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. But it's just it's not quite there yet. Yeah. And it's very slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mine just gets like this really deep ache. Deep, deep. Like it's yeah. in the like joint, like all the way deep in there. And then when you try to, right, when you try to catch. Ugh. Yeah. It's funky. Yeah. My shoulders are not, I feel like shoulders are one that I don't like. Even when I, so I spend a lot of time in the physical therapy world prior to becoming a coach. And I know that like our uh, clients that would come in with shoulders, it was always the longest and yeah, most obnoxious, like 
thing to recover from for them because they would, right, they'd do great, 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 great. And then there'd be like some weird setback and then great, great, great. Like even people, even like full hip replacements did better than, you know, surgery or shoulder. Apparently the shoulder is very complicated. <laughs> yeah, apparently. It's definitely yeah. been a funky one for me. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do with it. My PT wants me to go get imaging on it. So he's like, I don't know. We're doing everything we can now, but we don't actually know what's wrong with you. So, Oh, my gosh. And when did that, when did that start happening? I fell in May last year. Oh, my gosh. It's a long time. Yeah. Um, and I took like eight weeks before I felt like I could kind of swim with it. And, and then even then after that, it was just very, I'd have like a good week and then it would be really hard to swim after that, like the next week or arrow is really uncomfortable. Like I'd, I often spent, would have to like in, in big race in Ironman distance races, like shake it out and being in that arrow position was really uncomfortable. So makes for not fun pieces. So, but Hey, we're working through it. I can still swim and yeah, it's going decently actually. So I can't complain too much when it comes to that. (laughs) How's the training going? (laughs) Uh, it was going great. I was having probably one of the best builds I've had in two years. I've been really like it's been just a really crazy four years for me, right? I had two kids, one miscarriage. I got hit by a car. I got my pro card. I just, it's just been a lot. And last year, I think everything just kind of caught up with me. And then it just was a really rough last, last year was really rough from a like physiological standpoint. So then this year, like things are feeling really good. And then I got sick. <laughs> so it's like, wham crash um and so like this week i basically missed the whole last half of the week um since thursday i haven't really done much i swam once i ran for 30 minutes and i tried biking yesterday and i couldn't even hold like 140 watts without wanting to just like that felt so hard like so hard so I don't know. I think I'm on the upswing from that. So other than that, train's been going really well. I'm enjoying it again, which is a big awesome. thing. Right? Yeah. Like I think we all kind of know that if we're not enjoying it, then it's, it's just, it just makes it harder. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm enjoying it this year. Um, what is everybody most excited for in 2024? Racing-wise, life-wise, doesn't matter. Well, I could go and say, probably getting married. Yes. It's going to top the chart. Uh, that'll be really exciting. But also, I mean, I'm just excited. I love Oceanside. I love that race. I'm very excited for Oceanside. I think it's going to have an awesome vibe because my assumption is going to be have a pretty big field. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. too. Since yeah. it's part of the... It's this pro series too, right? Yep. Yeah. It's the first race in the pro series. Oh yeah, it's the but first one there, too. There is a T one hundred race the next weekend. Yeah. In oh. yeah. 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 So, so how will impact like who shows up at all? 
Yeah. That's true. Oh, interesting. So that could really impact the top few. Yeah. Yeah. But I could also see, because I think for the T100, don't they have to do like six of the eight races? Yes. See, like I'm curious if Singapore would be a big one that they would skip. Yeah, because people love Oceanside. Yeah. And it, I think doesn't the T100 series starts with Miami. So I'm almost mm-hmm. wondering if people do like Miami, then Oceanside, then Texas, you know, something yeah. like that. I don't know. That but, that would work too. Because then work. you would then after that, you would just go on with the T100 series. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's a thought. I didn't think of that. Yeah. I, know, I, 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 I It'll be interesting. But I think it's going to have a lot of the people that are, you know, I think it might have a bigger international field than normal because anybody that wants to do the pro series, it's a great one to get like hit out of the gate. Yeah. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem like they're capping the field. I know that that was kind of a rumor going around since it's a part of the pro series and it's a really big race. I don't know, Carolyn, if you were nervous at all. I was nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. I like, well, they didn't open the entry until like not that long ago. Like I signed up yeah. in January and they, it still said it wasn't open for registration, but I emailed them and then they let me register anyway. But yeah, I was so nervous. I think St. George is also part of the pro series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm also scared, but I really don't think they don't cap it. I don't think. Cause I'm like, should I sign up for St. George right now too? I <laughs> I don't think they're going to cap it. I don't know. But I, I did register for Ironman Texas right away. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, like... <laughs> but they are so, like opening the registrations later than normal. Yeah. Like way later. I noticed yeah. that. Yeah. I registered too for Texas, even though I I don't know. I don't think they'll cap it just because why? Part of the cool piece of the pro series, I think, is that it's going to bring that's like true. bigger fields to these races, right? Because I think that's been some of the complaints with a lot of this is like sometimes these fields are just kind of meh. Yeah. And so to bring that energy, you're going to bring in bigger fields, which yep. makes it more fun and exciting and better TV, better viewing, you know, which then, right, we all know like that's going to potentially bring in money to the sport, which then. You know, that's my hope is that that's what happens. And then there's a trickle down effect for people like ourselves who are maybe like kind of mid-ish pack. Um, you know, that's my hope that it kind of like trickles down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. What are you most excited for, Elizabeth? Probably to be very predictable, but just getting back to racing. Yeah. That's perfect. Just feeling like a professional triathlete again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that. Sarah, what about you? Oh, gosh. I, I don't even know if I can think of anything. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got I've got nothing. Um, I kind of just feel like it's the same. 2024 is the same as 2023. They kind of just all blend together. So, uh, yeah, I got nothing. I don't know. You're picking some really exciting races, so that could be exciting. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to trying new races and and probably and going on vacation. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm also just excited to get back to racing. 
I'm really hoping that, right, I had like a little mental spiral this weekend that it was like, everything's down the tube. I'm never going to get back to feeling how I was like even four days ago, which is logically as a coach, as a athlete, I know that's not the case. Like I would tell my, my husband keeps saying like, what would you tell your athletes? And it's like, well, that doesn't help me right now because <laughs> I'm spiraling. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so logically I know that's not the case. So as long as I get back to feeling how I was like, I'm just really excited to race and be competitive, like feel competitive again. I felt like last year I just was going through the motions all year and there's never had like a lot of fire behind my racing. I missed that. Like being lining up and being like, yeah, I'm ready to fight for this. And I just never felt like I could fight for it last year. So. Oh, that sounds like almost another topic too. It's like, I feel like that, that transition from racing amateur to pro and I think kind of finding where you fit in Let's we'll talk about that next in our next episode because this one was all kind of like just about introducing ourselves. But that's a great topic for the next one because yeah. I don't know about the rest of you, but it was a bit of a challenge for me. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like feeling like you fit in. Yeah, yeah. I would assume imposter syndrome is. I mean, I think everyone's got to be feeling that when you make the jump. Mine was mine was bad last year. And I'm a fairly self-confident person. And whoa. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I was very nervous for my first pro race. It was like I've never raced before in my life. I wondered what the heck I was doing on the starting line. And so I, I, th- I just think it's an adjustment to maybe your self-confidence a little bit um, when, you, when you put yourself out there and try something new. But all good yeah no i agree uh we'll talk about that one and well that's a great topic for our our next um part of our next episode because that yeah it was a big one for me so we can all kind of talk about how we felt with it and how we walked through it because um i don't even know how i've walked through it honestly but i have gotten feels like it's gotten better (laughs) (laughs) um Awesome. Okay. Well, I know it's getting late for those of you on the East Coast-ish, um, and I have to make dinner because, I don't know, I'm hungry. And, <laughs> yeah. Where can everybody, um, for people listening, so they can follow your guys' journey? Sarah, where can they find you? Um. So if you guys want to follow along on Instagram, my handle is uh, Scarpers. Um, Perfect. Yep. Love it. Caroline, most people know where to find you. Yeah, Instagram. 75,000 uh, followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. That was good. Uh, it's at LA underscore triathlete on Instagram. And Elizabeth? Uh, mine is just my name. It's at Elizabeth Heimbach with an underscore at the end. Cool. All right. Mine's Kayla Bowker underscore. For those of you that want to follow that don't pay attention, don't, don't follow me already. Um, I just did like a rebrand of myself. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. So that was interesting. Because I <laughs> threw through a loop. Yeah. Well, again, right. We're, and we can talk about this too. It's going to be tough because it's like, right. We're not as professional. Like as an amateur, yeah, you're kind of a kind of a brand. Like you're, you're, you know, those pieces. But when you become a professional, you really do become a brand in a way. Yeah. And, I had mine under my business and it just like, wasn't 
showing up well enough than I don't know. So that was, that's been an interesting journey as well. Sponsorships and that supporting it. And um, so we got lots we can talk about. Awesome. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hope you guys had fun for the first episode. Hope you everybody enjoyed listening. Um, we are going to do this about twice a month. So next one will be kind of mid month ish range. Um, and if anybody ever has any topics that they want us to go over, you can honestly probably message any of us, but you can message me at Kayla Bowker underscore on Instagram. Um, great place to send topics if you want uh, this group to cover it. Um, again, if you are a male professional and you want to potentially be a part of this, um, message me and we might be able to get in some other people as well. Um, we're really here just, yeah, talk triathlon, life, share a passion for it. and. Everybody have a, we're hopefully have a wonderful 2024 season. So we'll be back in about two weeks or so. Um.